Welcome to another episode of Imperfect Leaders. We're the first and only podcast that invites the most powerful leaders in the country and asks them to be totally vulnerable and share their flaws, their imperfections, and of course, their wisdom. Our goal isn't to embarrass guests, rather it's to inspire our listeners to become more self-aware and to get an early start developing the exact leadership skills valued by the country's most admired organizations. If you like the show, we invite you to subscribe for free at www.imperfectleaders.com. And until then, sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for spending a few minutes today with our podcast, Imperfect Leaders. I'm your host, Jeff Kahn. Uh, today, we have an incredible guest, a guy named Doug Leone, that was the senior partner at the top venture capital firm in Silicon Valley, Sequoia Capital. Uh, they've, they've literally invested in a who's who of companies, Zoom, DoorDash, Airbnb, Snowflake, Instagram, in uh, a little company that you may have heard of called Apple. So they're the best, and Doug is the best venture capitalist in Silicon Valley, at least one of the top 10 venture capitalists in the Valley. He's going to talk today about some of the imperfections that will absolutely obliterate you if you do this in front of while you're pitching a venture capitalist. Uh, so I pay attention, listen to some of the things that they hate, and of course, he'll share some wisdom about some of the things they love too. So with that, Doug, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. And just as a heads up, I've invited a bunch of students across the country to join. So you may hear them as well, and they may ask a question or two. Uh, but with that, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm Doug Leone. I've been at Sequoia forever. I was the youngest person at Sequoia once upon a time. Uh, when Sequoia was a provincial investment firm where if we couldn't get to it by bicycle, we wouldn't touch it. Uh, that was uh, 30 years ago. Uh, now we have a global partnership in the geographies that matter. Uh, and what that means is where there are large markets that are growing very fast. A small market that grows fast is still a small market in an economic sense. A large market that doesn't grow, that doesn't lead to opportunities, think of Europe if it helps. And so we are where there are large markets that are going to be even larger. Think of India, Southeast Asia, China, US. So prior, prior to me going into anything, let me set the table a little bit for you guys. We're living in a world where the only constant thing is the fact change is occurring at a faster and faster pace which leads to a lot of decisions, leads to a lot of the answers you want. Because when change wasn't happening so fast, how you manage then is very different in a world of rapid change. Point one, and let's just give you some quick stats. 40 years ago, 30% of the Fortune 1000 were new in a decade. The last decade, 70% of the Fortune 1000 were new. In 1960, the Dow Jones 30 had 30 companies. There's only three of those left right now on that list. And unless you become a technology company right now, you're going to be out of business. So if your name is Coca-Cola, you're not a technology company, you're going to be out of business. And so just keep that in mind as I answer these questions. Because 
it implies a lot of things. It implies uh, how you want to manage your careers. Uh, and so what I'm going to try to offer you is a combination of old school and new school advice, which I think is where the soft landing is uh, and what I would do if I were in your shoes. So I've heard a lot of things. Uh, what do Silicon Valley investors look for? What's the change in Silicon Valley? How do you evaluate a company? And let me start with you folks at the individual level. Each of you, as you go in your career, unless you know specifically what you want, and I know there's a friend of mine who was a son that from the age of 12 wanted to be into rockets and he went to work for the right rocket company, blah, blah, blah. He's going to be into rockets whole life. But most of us weren't like that. And so you live in a world where you want to create options for a while, but creating option wastes time as well. It gives you optionality, but it creates a waste time. And then you want to decrease option. So I've always thought, you know, 25, 27, 28, create options. After that, boom, zero in. Start with that. Second, the other advice I would give all of you, and then I'll get into answering some of your questions, is get to know yourself and your risk profile. There is nothing wrong with being against risk, and there's nothing wrong with being pro-risk. What there's a lot of things wrong with is always wishing you were the type you naturally are. So, you know, guys, oh, I should have joined a startup. Oh, I should have, should have, should have. You know, if you should, there should be a burning desire in your brain that you can't go to sleep unless you do that. And in here at Sequoia Capital, to let you know a little bit about our DNA, we stay away from what we call tracky kids. Kids who put themselves on track, they're terrific tracks. I worked, I went to the great school, I went to the great investment bank, built a great consulting firm, then I did private equity for three years, then maybe I went to business school. Those are tracks. If you're one of those tracks, nothing wrong with being on those tracks, zero wrong with that, but you're not for Sequoia. So already to show you the mindset, and one of the reasons that we have stayed ahead is that we have looked for we recognize that curve of increasing rate of change and from early on, and we look for people that we feel very comfortable taking risks and learning from them. So you never want to bet the farm, but there's, there's many times in your life and in a company's life that taking risks is actually the least risky thing for you to do. Doing nothing, as most people in the world do, is the riskiest thing because that's what puts you out of business okay so i want to organize your minds i want to start trying to go into anything. i want to get your mind going as to the attitude is the attitude is do something take shots calculate it and i'll say one more thing throughout your career stay away from the words i was recruited by the words i was recruited by to someone like me sound like this that i was a lazy ass I didn't do my homework. I didn't go investigate a market that interested me, looked at every company in that market, made a cold call to the one company, and told the CEO, whomever, I want to work for you because you're the winner. What I was recruited by was some guy who gets paid by placing me, whom I've never met, cold called me and got a fee for placing me because I was too stupid and too lazy to do my own homework. All right? Now I got you guys all the way. Let's get going into, into life. Uh, I'm motivated. I'm motivated. It's too bad Doug doesn't have any passion. I mean, come on. Have some fun. Right? No, because I, I want to wake you guys up to realities of life.
Okay, so someone wants to go into consulting. Consulting is a great thing, but it's a great thing for only one thing. Give you a little bit of top down. But then you got to run the other, unless you want to be a consultant for your life, you want to run the other way and get your hands dirty, as dirty as you can get them bottom up, so you can learn a trade. Okay, so you'll have the top down and the bottom up. A lot of you want to start down here. Someone said they work for a CEO. You know, that may sound good. You learn shift working for a CEO. Okay, <laughs> you'll, if you want to do something, learn how to engineer it, product manage it, sell it, or market it. Everything else, unless you want to go in finance, which is great, it's a profession, everything else is kind of so what? Okay, those are the skills that you pay a lot for. Those are the skills you pay a lot for. Okay, now, what do we look for? What do we look for at Sequoia? What we look for is a, an incredibly thoughtful human being, and we listen to the choice of words chosen that are chosen by the speaker. The fewer the words to describe something, the clearer it is. Uh, we listen to the description of what they want to do. We listen if they have figured out they're selling shares versus selling product. Selling shares means they're talking about a market. They're talking about market dynamics. They talking, they're talking about our competitors, why they're going to fail. Where before they even talk about what they're going to build, you almost know what they're going to build because of their clarity of the setting that they do. They're crystal clear about the product. They, they're candid in what they know. They're candid in what they don't know. Then there's all these adjectives that the investment industry at large throws out that are called, he is insufferable, or she is autocratic, she's stubborn. Those are terrific adjectives because it means that you are unstoppable. Now, there's a limit to it, right? If you, you know, if you don't know what you don't know and you have these straight, it's probably not a, a good thing. But you tell me a founder that by definition hasn't thought about the problem for days and weeks and they're on a mission from God, nothing's gonna stop them. Those are the folks that we look for. We also look for folks who use the we pronoun. And maybe early on they're young and maybe less mature in its eye, but we have to sniff out that they can build a team, that they have enough EQ to recruit three engineers. They don't have to be perfect, uh, but they have vision and passion. So what we look for is vision and clarity of thought. Those are the things we really, really look for. And then things that say highly imperfect, we all are, uh, they don't cross the total asshole boundary because then nobody wants to be in business with them. Uh, and, and you can see them wrapping people around them gently. One thing we know how to do in our craft, and it is a craft, plug in the right kind of person at the right time. And what we do actually bucks all conventional thinking. All the things you think you would do is actually in many ways the opposite of what you do. But that's what we look for, uh, is people that do that. The opposite of that is three people that show up in our office and they choose a, hi, I'm Johnny, I'm the chairman, this is Susie, she's the seal, and Paul here is the president. That is a nightmare. Being, they haven't had any conversation among them who runs a company, it's a freaking shit show from day one. <laughs> uh, Doug, thank you 
so much. I just wanted to let um, some of the students in. We've all really appreciated it. Again, Doug Leone from Sequoia Capital. Well, it's too bad that Doug doesn't tell us how he really feels or what he's really thinking. Uh, again, it's amazing. Uh, you can see why he is one of the top venture capitalists in the country. Um, he always gives great advice and thank you guys for joining. I'd leave you with one parting thought. I loved his idea of trying to um, communicate your vision in as few words as possible. And as it's an imperfection of all of us, it's really hard for us to communicate clearly. But whether you're pitching a new company or an idea to your boss or even to the, your board of directors, if you're a CEO, practice articulating something as clearly and as crisply in as few words as possible. Uh, it's not as easy as you think, but it's definitely worth the effort. Uh, thanks for joining, guys. We'll see you next week.